1: She's raising a Joining
0: me today here in the studio, my guest is a singer-songwriter who performs in a duo act that we'll talk about. Earlier this year, he was the Academia Award winner for Best Alternative Rock Album. He is a candidate in the Los Angeles Music Awards, which will take place in November in Hollywood. He has a song currently being played on FM radio all over the world. And another song of his is now number two on the Independent Music Network mainstream charts. His CD is called Original Lyrics Dream, and he is currently ranked number one on Reverb Nation for his genre in his area. You've been hearing one of his songs called Angel. It's my pleasure to welcome to the studio and to the show, Russell Boise.
1: Thank you, Bruce. Thanks for having me today.
0: Absolutely. Russell, thanks for making the drive here today to do this.
1: Pleasure to talk with you.
0: Well, we always have the guests start off by talking about the song that we let off with. Go ahead, please, and tell the listeners about the song Angel.
1: Angel is a song uh, about my wife, Barbara, and uh, how we first met, how she has uh, changed uh, my life uh, in a very impactful way, and uh, I I like to tell that story in the song from from start to finish about my wife, Barbara.
0: Now, the CD came out a couple years ago, but... Was that the time that the song was written? Have you been? Oh no, we've been married for fifteen years, and I wrote it about her way back when. Or, or, or what's the what's the timeline <laughs> we, we, there?
1: We originally met in two thousand and two. We were married in two thousand and seven. I believe the song was written in two thousand and twelve, uh, and the CD was released a year later in two thousand thirteen.
0: All right, very good. And Angel is the song that I was referring to in the intros. One uh, in the intro when I said that you've got a song currently being played on FM radio all over the world. So I'm curious, how did you get the song out there like that? And equally important, are you hearing from people, say, in other countries who heard it and are either emailing you or making contact through social media?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. When I first um, uh, entered into the academia in Los Angeles, uh, as I was chosen as best alternative uh, rock album in the month of February, they decided that Angel would be my lead single. And they promoted it to uh, to all their contacts and FM stations across the globe. And I- I've received such great uh, international feedback from people who just love the song and, and can relate uh, to the story.
0: Outstanding. Now, because we always like to gear this show a lot towards the up-and-comers who are just getting started in the business and trying to look for some of the tips and tricks and some of the tools of the trade, Is academia something that anybody can, uh, and and you correct me if I'm using the wrong phrase, but submit a song to or submit music to, being that you're saying, well, they told me what song should be the single, and they are the ones that got me distribution. Is this something that anyone can do? And if so, does it cost money? Uh, Yes, anyone can do this. And uh, they will promote...
1: Artists that actually win a particular category, so it could be country, it could be uh, alternative rock, what have you. So you, you must win in a category to receive further promotion. I believe the entry fee is, I want to say, fifteen or sixteen dollars. Uh, that's oh, gosh. all. That's all. And uh, uh, once they do select you for further promotion, there are minimal fees after that, but. It, it, it's very minor to uh, with all the work that they do on their end.
0: When you started to say fifteen or sixteen, I thought, uh oh, he's about to say fifteen hundred dollars, and we're going to lose all kinds of people. They're going to press pause and say, never mind. <laughs> this, this guy's going to have expensive advice for me on this episode. <laughs> so, so again, I'm so detail oriented. I just want to understand then the fact that they pushed Angel out to FM stations around the world is only because you won Best Alternative Rock Album.
1: Correct. So I, I won uh, Best Alternative Rock Album in my category, and uh, they determined, uh, based on the nine tracks on my CD, that Angel should be uh, the lead single for promotion, and I really couldn't agree more. I, I, I think it is uh, deserving, deservingly of a number one uh, single.
0: Okay, well, good to know, because, again, I don't want the listeners uh, to get this this misconstrued and say, well, all i got to do is send it in and they're going to promote me all over the world. This right. guy on, on Bruce's show, so it's going to cost me fifteen bucks. And they'll no, no, they're not. So make sure you're you're getting the details here from Russell, uh, the way this is taking place for him. And obviously, uh, uh, Captain Obvious, it's certainly been just tremendous, a tremendous benefit to you to watch the song get pushed uh, worldwide.
1: It it has, and uh, the academia is comprised of former label record executives. Um, so they have years of experience in, uh, in promoting uh, music, and I, I trust them completely, uh, and I'm really thankful that they determined that, that Angel was my lead single.
0: It's an interesting point, because two weeks ago on the show, uh, Natalie Jean, who is a singer-songwriter from, uh, I'll, I'll say the area of our nation's capital, uh, just in general terms, she spoke a lot about entering songs into different things where you can win awards. And she made the point, you know, you just said Academia is a lot of former record label people. And and her point was, you never know who might be the judge in one of these competitions. And lo and behold, you know, she did go on to to tell about a certain guy that uh, she made a connection with who who was one of the judges and something that she submitted one of her songs to. So there is that other benefit, too, that it's not. It's not just someone who's listening to it that is a sponsor, uh, you know, and one of the benefits of their sponsorship is, oh, we get to listen to the music and decide which song wins. Yeah, that's
1: a great point. You know, I've met so many uh, key contacts um, in Los Angeles, overseas in the United Kingdom. Uh, where they've, they've taken a listen to my entire CD and they've made determinations and recommendations I, I completely agree and trust. Uh, so, you know, uh, the, the title of my CD, Original Lyrics Dream, it, all of this to me has is, is just been a, a big dream come true.
0: Well, let's talk about that. The album itself, uh, as you just mentioned, the title of it, listeners, is Original Lyrics Dream. And, and as I prepared for the show today, I automatically drew my own conclusion why you called it that. Uh, because putting out the c d period was a dream or or a goal of yours, right? it really was you know
1: i, I come from a music background. My dad is uh eighty four years old today, still mm. singing in a barbershop wow. uh, group wow. <laughs> singing harmonies. My brother uh, lives in Massachusetts, he plays acoustic guitar and he plays venues and clubs. so I have a music background, and i I, I knew I could sing, but I never. Uh, made the first step forward to make it official and in, in uh, putting together a CD like this. And, you know, I had to go into uh, a local studio in Clearwater, Florida called Clear Track, which uh, I love these people dearly. And uh, they embraced me. They welcomed the project and away we
0: went. Well, interesting that we, we just had another similarity with you're mentioning about your family, which, by the way, you mentioned that your brother is out of state. Is your father here, or is he elsewhere?
1: He he lives here. They live in the uh, villages, uh,
0: actually, yep. and uh, they've lived here for about, about 20 years. Very good. Well, again, the same episode, two weeks ago, Natalie Jean, she talked about that her father uh, was a fa- famous Haitian singer, and then I believe it was her aunt, and, and there might have even been one other person, I think, that she mentioned was a producer, and I, I mentioned on that that... Uh, on episode 75, which was somewhat of a milestone episode, and and bear with me on this, Russell. I just thought this story was so unique that it bears (laughs) repeating yet again. The guest was Anne Burstyn from a Canadian rock group called Dream Aria. And and, and this is a quote. She said, Every single member of my family is a musician on both sides, going back like great-grandmother, great-great-great-grandparents, every single person, and even cousins, step-parents, step-brothers, everybody so there was no hope for me getting away and i wouldn't want it any other way end quote <laughs> and i just thought that was amazing that that you know it sounds like so much pressure and that was i'll ask you the same question russell that was a question i posed to natalie was was music your own decision though or was it oh boy the dad and the brother are doing it looks like russell's gonna he he better follow suit oh no no i mean i i can
1: remember a very young age attending concerts and and being completely immersed in the music scene and um uh uh, but I love it. its uh, I don't think anyone had pushed me in a particular direction to record the CD. It was just a, a, a goal uh, that I wanted to achieve for so long.
0: And obviously, listeners, if you're, I'll say, somewhat or at least a regular enough listener to the show, you know that I'm going to be giving out all of Russell's social media and his website, things of that nature. But in particular, Russell... I wonder what were some of those early concerts that you went to one, one group that I keep seeing popping up as I do my research about Russell Boise is Pink Floyd. Did you ever see them live? Who were some of these that you saw early on that, that really kind of made you decide that this is what I'm going to end up doing?
1: You know, unfortunately I I never have, I have not seen Pink Floyd live and I would have absolutely loved to, uh, my wife has seen them uh, in the past, but you know, the Eagles are another band that I've seen multiple times, and when you look at those two bands, when you look at the songwriting, the creativity, the storytelling, and the ability to be very diversified in their music, they can rock it up or they can deliver a strong uh, ballad. My two favorite bands of all time.
0: Two favorite bands of all time, but... but, but. Could it, could I also assume that you're saying they were big influences on the music that I ended up doing?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yes. And lyrically, I would say most important when you look at um Don Henley and Roger Waters and Glenn Fry and David Gilmour, great great songwriters and and the song all begins with with the lyrics and and the story and then it builds from there.
0: So just do a little storytelling here. This this dream that you had, this goal that you were going to put out a CD when did it go from the period that we're talking about in your life, where you're going to concerts and saying, "Yeah, I want to do music," to the point where you're writing it and you're saying, "That's it. I, I'm I'm going to put a CD out. This is I've got to do this. This is my dream. I I really want to achieve this goal." You know,
1: it's been a dream for a long time, and and you know, I could say, "Well, I wish I had done this," uh, you know, ten or fifteen years ago, but um, you know, I, I think every individual should have. Life goals, and this was one of them. And I, I finally had to just uh, say to myself, you know, I, I'm going to do this. And to date, I think I've written close to a hundred songs. Uh, and when I chose the uh, the songs for the CD, I was very careful in making sure that the tracks were very different from one another. And. Um, I can't ex- describe the experience, Bruce, when when I first recorded my my first track, which was actually Space Arrest, on the CD. It was it was just a, a moment of fulfillment, achievement. It's very a very proud moment. Well, I'm going to put you
0: on the spot just a little bit because I'm I'm wondering what percentage of wanting to make a CD was wanting to make a little money off of it versus just wanting to get your music out there. Because I see that you've given away free downloads of songs. Plus, you know, I've got to say that it begs the question that if you just want your music to be out there, isn't it because you want to eventually make money from it?
1: Yeah, yes, it is. I think initially I tried to gauge, well, how many fans would I actually have? And, um, you know, I I developed a few and now I have over 60,000 followers on Mm. on all the social platforms combined. Yeah, so um, I I have given away some downloads. I have sold some downloads and I've sold CDs and I also have uh, merchandise. Uh, As well, and uh, we've done some live gigs, so I am making some money from it. But uh, and and I hope to uh, do a little better, you know, in that area in the future.
0: Yeah, and obviously, once again, Captain Obvious, you know, listeners take a page from Russell. Certainly, you didn't build sixty thousand listeners, uh, you know, in a month or or in six months. That that takes a lot of time. And we've had guests on the show who have talked about. uh, There was one guest in particular, and boy, I'm, I'm I'm finally letting myself down, who talked about. That if you're going to do a crowdfunding campaign, for example, you really need to take the pulse of your fan base or lack thereof first to see what kind of support you have. And so for Russell to talk about things like, yeah, I gave away a few songs here or there. uh, Obviously, Russell, you were doing that to test the waters, but test the waters equals strategy. You know, this was a business approach that you took to say, "Okay, well, hold on before I get too far into this. Let's see who's out there that is going to respond to this in some way.
1: Yes, exactly. The music industry has really changed quite a bit, you know, uh, from ten or fifteen years ago. I think uh, y- you have to allow listeners to sample your music somewhat um, to get in the door, to to get in their playlist, um, their, their technology, etc. So um, you can strateg- strategize and do that sometimes, but uh, yeah, with, with your your mind on the thought that yes, you, you do want to collect revenue eventually from this and. Um, I just wanted to bring this up because I was just thinking of a new uh, platform we found out about called Concert Window,
0: where you could actually play a live show uh, online. Yeah, I actually, I I saw that and was going to ask you about it. It's something that we've had other guests uh, on the show talk about. And uh, just just to finish the, the, the business thought. Um, I, I just want you to give some advice first before we do change the subject. Sure. Because, you know, when you're testing out a song, you're giving someone free downloads or whatever. What would you say to people who say, okay, I'm going to do what he says? And it's easy to react, or I should say, overreact to the very first person that gives you feedback. Hey, this song is really awesome. I love it. Boom, you just start going like gangbusters with the song because one person said it is, or someone says, hey, thanks for the song, didn't really do much for me, and all of a sudden you, you put your head down and walk away. Or you get no response and you say, hmm, what does that mean? So just some advice, if you would, because, again, we don't want people to do this and right away base everything on the first <laughs> the first email reply right, they get right. or, the, or the first uh, tweet or whatever it is.
1: You know, I'll give you an example of uh, internet radio I took part in called Radio Airplay, and uh, that was the first medium I used for my music just to get... Comments, feedback, uh, and reaction, and uh, the response was overwhelming. And um, you know, th- there is no charge for that that service. You can uh, you can log on to uh, the, the radio AirPlay channel and listen to your song blended in with uh, you know popular artists. But mm. that, that's the main reason I did that, just to get the feedback and thumbs up, thumbs down, and uh, the, the response was overwhelming. So I would encourage any new artist to use that type of platform in the beginning, Uh, and that is an international platform. You'll have listeners from all across the globe.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, and and I guess I'm going to give away a little secret here, but I believe the way that you came onto my radar was a website called musicsubmit.com that allows artists to send music in to, in my case, a, a podcast host, but also to radio stations for people to evaluate. In most cases, it's really set up so that radio stations can decide if they want to play it or not. But myself, I look at those when I get them, and I decide: is this someone that has a good enough story and has enough success that I want to have them as a guest on the show? And like you're saying, you know, there, there's the accept, the reject, or the maybe. And and that in itself, I would imagine, you find to be some sort of barometer of of what people are thinking about what you're saying to them.
1: I, I'm glad you brought that up, Bruce. Music Submit is another fantastic source. I have met so many key contacts through their service and. Uh, internet radio-based fm radio-based uh i have a key contact in the united kingdom uh john clare who uh wow. owns his own radio station called radio john bc uh we actually are venture partners in uh uh in a project so uh and i met him through music submit wow amazing
0: uh, yeah i am bruce Warzniak and joining me today here in the studio is singer-songwriter russell foisey Visit his official website at www.russellpoisemusic.com. We have a link to it on the show page of www.nhte.net. Plus, you can also look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of his name. He is all over social media, too. Wow. He's on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, I mentioned back in the intro that he's ranked number one on Reverb Nation for his genre in, in his area. And of course, you'll want to go to iTunes or Amazon or Google Play or even cdbaby.com to purchase his music. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, spelled H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. It will just download automatically when a new episode comes out so you don't have to go looking for it. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. Mentioned one or two of them so far. We've had a lot of great guests along the way. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And certainly just a big, big thanks to all those who are not first-time listeners. I'm really grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show. It's amazing to see... Where in the world some of you are listening from. Just fantastic. Uh, Russell, I mentioned in there that one of your social media platforms is YouTube, and you're having success on there, too. Check this out, listeners. There's a video that was posted a week ago on Russell's YouTube channel that already has over 5,000 views. There's another from just one month ago that's already closing in on 13,000 views. How are you getting such good numbers on YouTube?
1: You know I I actually have Bruce uh, a video for every track <coughs> excuse me on my CD which I'm very proud of and um you know I work with um uh, advertising and, and outreach on not only my music but I really consider uh YouTube and and the video tie in to the track very very essential in in advertising and getting the music and the and the message out there so They've done a great job, you know. Uh, I mentioned record labels back in the day; they would promote the artist in every which way. And um, I think I have I have a great team in place, including uh, and I'll I'd like to plug uh, Julie Schaefer with AdSharp uh, Design does a great job for me. Um, but we we have a good team put together. To I think now I have one hundred and eighty thousand views on my videos combined.
0: Mm, outstanding. But still, I'm glad that you pointed out that, that you do have a team that's helping you because the, ten, the tendency is for a listener to say, well, what does he mean he's advertising? Is he boosting a post on Facebook? Is, is that all he's doing? Or, or what is it? Uh, for that matter, listeners, uh, interesting story told a few weeks back, Chuck Murphy talked about uh, this, this. I found this to be very interesting, Russell. Uh, Chuck Murphy, who's out in, uh, he called it the Antelope Valley out in California, he spent uh, $100 to boost a post on Facebook. Uh, this was a few weeks ago, by the way, episode 77. Listeners, if you're looking for it. Spent $100 to boost a post on Facebook of a song from his SoundCloud page, saw some real interest in it, threw another $100 on it, and when all was said and done, he had spent 500 bucks. He got 82,000 listens in 30 days and was able to determine where his, where his listeners are coming from and that's a lot of what you're talking about, is getting that feedback, seeing which songs people are reacting to, uh, and then, of course, you know, your team helping with uh, things like videos. Yeah, very true. I mean, you can advertise your music.
1: I don't know if you can um, prompt people to view or like. I think you can, you can place that in front of them, but it's really up to the listener to react further. And, and provide comments or like or, or view, but you have to, uh, you have to advertise and, and place the, your work in front of them, you know, to receive that, uh, you know, that feedback.
0: But part of that equation, perhaps the biggest part of that equation, is as they say in Nashville, it's all about the song. You can have the best advertising people in place, but it's not going to move the people to click the like button unless the song itself really moves them enough to want to comment or like or both. That's a great point. <laughs> uh with all that you've got going on you even produce too yes i
1: I do um you know cam Loram and he is such a fantastic musician and talent he's also a painter by the way uh the cover of his cd he actually uh painted himself Mm. so um uh, cam is part of our uh, two performance band called Artists one show and um Uh, I financed and produced his uh, CD, and uh, I actually sing background on on one of the tracks, but it's called Writing in the Stars. Uh, Just beautiful instrumental pieces. Um, I believe five of the the ten tracks are instrumental. Uh, Violin, cello, uh, guitar, electric, acoustic. And um, uh, Cam and I have worked together for three years. Uh, Cam is the musician on, on my CD. He played violin and and the guitar's uh, there. So it's a great relationship. You know, we're, we're both uh, on the same page and uh, working again in, in Clear Track Studios in, in Clearwater, Florida with my CD and, and his CD as well.
0: You've worked together for three years, but have you known him longer than that? How did the two of
1: you come to know one another? You know, it's a good story. Um, my wife uh, worked with Cam uh, in a, a Tampa company, and uh, they worked together. And uh, my wife handed me a demo CD of Cams. She said, "Just take a listen to this and see what you think." And I heard, I heard a couple songs, and I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, I said, "I have to meet him first of all." And <laughs> you know, the meeting was set up, and and I told him about my project. I said, "I'm looking to record a CD. I would like you part of it." And uh wow, wow. he, he uh, thankfully agreed, and uh, you know the rest is history.
0: Well, certainly that had to be. An impressive demo that not only did you enjoy it and want to meet him, but to tell him, "I want you. To, I want you to be a part of my project too." That's 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 a real synergy, and that's a real confidence that, that you obviously felt that he was the guy. Or what you were doing you know sometimes
1: you can hear uh, a song Uh, in this case I heard a couple of tracks and I was I was completely convinced and uh, I I didn't know if he would uh, want to take part but I think at the time uh, he was looking to expand his uh, his music abilities and uh, you know along the way we've we both had great introductions with with many people in the industry.
0: When you heard that demo that your wife gave you, did it make you think of somebody? Did it sound like an artist that the listeners would be familiar with? You know,
1: I, I can't think of anybody in particular, but I, I just said to myself, "This is an uh, incredible artist." You know, I I immediately thought of uh, a Celtic type of sound, mm. a Renaissance type of sound, and I was just intrigued. I I, I don't think I'd heard anything like that before. Um, you know, a band that comes to mind is Mumford and Sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam does play uh, a track uh, in our set list, and that really fits his type of genre. So, um, but yeah, I have I have great respect for Cam. He's uh, he surprises me every time we practice or, or every time we're in the studio.
0: <laughs> well, to be sure, you were really taken by the sound itself, not the fact that it was unique. It was the actual music you were hearing. It wasn't, "Hey, this this is really different." I wouldn't meet this guy. It's no, I like what I'm hearing. It just happens to be different.
1: Yeah, bo- both. I, I really had to set up a meeting with him, and I knew that I wanted I wanted him behind me in terms of the instrumentation. Um, you know, I, I've taken some piano lessons, and I, I plan on taking some guitar, but. Uh, uh, there, there is no way I could even come close to this man. I mean, he's uh, he's just a phenom. He's mm. he's incredible.
0: Well, a lot of a lot of accolades, a lot of roses being thrown at his feet. But I must say, I'm I'm impressed with Russell Poisey. You made the drive here to the studio today. Uh, next month, you're driving over to Orlando to play on the 19th. I like that dedication. You go to where the op- to where the opportunities are, instead of playing it safe and just sitting at home waiting for things to come to you.
1: That's a great point. You know, I, I met um, Rob Erickson, who uh, who heads up Mike's, which is uh, you know a, a venue and a real big party up in Orlando, right near Lake Willis. I met him through Reverb Nation, and hmm. uh, uh, he had sent me an email. Uh, he had heard my music through my press kit and inquired if we were available and would have an interest. I said yes. Wow. Uh, we've played there now three times and. And we're going back uh, September 19th for for another show.
0: Wow. And so you're here to say that, well, I don't know, are you here to say that Reverb Nation works or or am I making too big a leap just based on one story?
1: Oh, I love Reverb Nation. I think it's it's one of the best music platforms out there. There's so many uh, tools within their website, marketing tools. You can actually promote yourself and send your press kit to venues uh, all across. Oh, you actually can pick your uh, mile radius. It could be 10 miles, 20 miles, 50 miles, um, and send it to key contacts, and they'll respond to you directly in an email uh, through Nation if if they have any interest to move forward.
0: Okay, now it's time for Bruce's Bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, you know you need to get there early before you're scheduled to go on, but as importantly, be quiet and respectful to the person that's playing before you. I remember seeing a young participant at a songwriters festival show up at a venue and proceed to sit at the bar and drink and laugh with his friends while a veteran was up playing, and that did not end well. You will lose tons of credibility if that's the impression you make on other colleagues as well as people like festival organizers. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week? Listeners, are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out. So let's stay on this subject for, for another couple of minutes here because for openers do you know what what is your radius set at is is music full time for you or is this you no know, I have it at a small radius Bruce cuz I actually work Monday through Friday 9 to 5 and I don't I don't have all kinds of time to travel to Jacksonville or Alabama right, or wherever right.
1: I I would like to have the music full time trust me I have <laughs> I have a position a, a day job so to speak from 9 to 5 but I would like the music to be completely full time if that that could be the case, and uh, right now I think I have my radius set uh, at around sixty miles. Okay. With Reverb Nation, which okay. would easily cover uh, Orlando. Orlando. sure. Uh, that's a that's a real good vibe out there. That we've we've had some interest through a number of uh, venues in our, in the Orlando area.
0: Wow, I love it. I love it. So, what about the knock that I've heard against Reverb Nation of having to pay for some of the opportunities that they email out to you?
1: Well, you can select the opportunities I receive are free, and you have that option uh, to only select free opportunities. The only charges they really have, uh, they charge anywhere between $10 to $20 a month you know, for the ability to have a press kit, for example, to promote yourself. And I, I think that's reasonable. That, that's not a, a, a large charge. Um, other than that, there's optional uh, expenses, uh, you know, with them. If you'd like to advertise your uh, CD, for example, in online stores or uh, magazines like Rolling Stone, for example, uh, they can place ads in an online basis. Uh, but that—that's something you really don't have to do. You, you can do.
0: As far back as episode twenty-six, and I've mentioned this on several subsequent episodes, uh, some even fairly recently. Rachel Pearl who's a singer-songwriter in Nashville, she talked about that she's real big on entering contests, and I'm pretty sure uh, that we may have even talked about Reverbation then. And she won a contest that resulted in her being able to go out to Los Angeles and recorded her single. So, you know, I guess it's like anything else, uh, because there are so many tools. I mean, Russell, you've named off so many already so far here in the show. Uh, MusicSubmit.com we talked about and, and some of the others. that. It's just like anything. You just have to do your research first and decide not even so much what you can afford, but you know, just what you have a good feeling about, what seems to be working for other people. And again, not make that knee-jerk reaction that, well, it's working for Russell, or, or boosting a post worked for Chuck Murphy, so I have to do it.
1: You know what's really great, Bruce, about the music industry now? You're the boss, and, and you can control your own destiny and pick the platforms. I think it's a must that you have to get on all the basic social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, um, and, and get your name out there, get your music out there. You can promote and post and, and put videos, what have you. Uh, but you are definitely the boss. You can, uh, yeah, you know, the academia is is kind of a contest, so to speak. I mean, I was uh, up against uh, other bands and, and singers and groups in my category. And what really made me happy about that award with the Academia is I won for my entire CD, not just one particular song. Mm.
0: Well, if memory serves me correctly from my research, I want to say that was in February, yes. uh, which would have been six months ago. So do you happen to know, again, just trying to help out some of the listeners, do you happen to know, is that a once-a-year thing where someone's going to listen to the show the day it comes out and say, well... I missed the boat. I have to wait until February of next year.
1: No, they have a a monthly uh, outreach. So every month is a new. So, you know, they would have an awards for March, April, May, etc. And uh, so every month, uh, any artist or band can submit their music. And there's a large number of categories, uh, not just two or three. So I I would encourage you to log on to uh, to theacademia.com and uh, check them out and uh, submit your music uh, for review with them. And uh, it, it'll pay off if you're selected um, as a winner. I believe Angel now is in 25 cities across the globe with heavy spin rotation.
0: Outstanding. And, and keep in mind, listeners, he's talking about FM radio. He's not talking about uh, internet stations. Um, let's talk, Russell, about Artists One Show, which is your two-person performance band. Right. You've made a couple of references to it. Uh, we did just mention September 19th, uh, they, this is not Solo Russell, this is Artist One Show, they will be performing in Orlando on September 19th. Um, just give the listeners a a little bit more of a flavor for exactly what Artist One Show is. You know, the name came about,
1: um, you know, I, I look at a painter with a blank canvas, and uh, I kind of compare that to, uh, you know, a songwriter with with a uh, a blank Word document, you know, writing lyrics for the first time. So... Um, I'm a big fan of original music and I don't know if I could perform an entire set list with just covers. So Artist One show, um, you develop your own originality in the set list, but understand that you have to play some cover material uh, you know that that uh, people can recognize and I think we do that. Uh, we have 50 songs all together in our set list. Uh, so we try to play all of my songs in the CD, most of uh, most of cams. On his CD, and um, then we strategically play cover music that we both enjoy, uh, <laughs> and some music, and you know, of course that, that fans want to hear. Um, and then we, you know, we first started uh, trying to put a five piece band together with artist mm. one show, and kind of brought it down to Cam and myself. Um, I think it's difficult at times to put together five people that that are on you know the same page with their. With their thoughts and, and direction so
0: and their availability <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: right and
0: and and God forbid their egos <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> well see that's interesting then because I, I now now I now I see the, the whole picture because as I was preparing for today's show and I was writing that I was writing artist one show and I thought something's missing here I, I wonder if it's actually called two artists one show and I'm, and I'm leaving I'm, I'm not finding that number somewhere but that's a, a very creative approach because it does give you license to maybe one night we are three guys and maybe one night we are five. But for right now we're two. Right. So in this case,
1: you know, Cam and I both have the opportunity to come forward and present our original music, and uh, we also use the technology that's available through loop pedals, and we can loop in drums and bass and you know a second guitar if we have to to create that that fuller sound of a five piece band.
0: I love what you're what you're saying that you do with the set list, but. Darn it! If there isn't that age-old problem where you go to a traditional place that you know is serving food and drinks, and they just want cover songs the whole night. And and I don't mean to imply that you are, but I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. I don't want to say how are you getting away with it, but are you very transparent and you tell them, "Look, we're going to play covers, but just so you know, we're we are going to play." Some originals, or do you say, just so you know, we're going to play two dozen originals, or how do you handle that?
1: Yeah, I, I provide a full disclaimer on on what we're doing and what our objective is. So we are very selective in in the venues that we do play in, and there are there are some uh, you know club owners that do appreciate the originality and in music. Um, but I think it's best to you know uh, let them know up front, Here's our set list, and I've I've actually sent uh, some venue owners. Uh, our our set list and they they can recognize the uh, the songs and um I think the way we play them it it's a good mix between original and you know for example we we start our show with I See the Light and then we switch gears to Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't I don't want to sound dramatic about this but have you ever I'll say lost a gig because in other words it seemed like it was about to be booked and then all of a sudden Said well, just so you know, this is our set list, and they said, "Wait a minute, what what is all this original stuff? I need I need four hours of one hundred percent covers. Have you ever lost a gig that you know of for that reason?
1: I, I think so, maybe one or two. Um, you know, we we actually played a gig once where uh, I, I won't name the the venue, sure. but. We actually walked in and I heard Iron Maiden and Metallica in the oh, background. And I, I was like, "We're in trouble." <laughs> <laughs> and and then he was very well, well aware of my music. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, "Well, I don't have uh, Iron Maiden and Metallica on the set list."
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, and listeners, I, I hope you're saying "aha," they get it because I, I, I get it. Believe me, I've, you know I've been dealing with venues for years and, and it's, and similarly as, as an advocate, especially for singer songwriters, you know, certainly I know how, how many singer songwriters just want to get out there and play a set of entirely original music. And you do have these places that are saying, look, that's not what we do here. You know, I love your gal or I love your band or I love whoever it is that, that now here, this is pitching to them, you know, but I gotta, I gotta keep my, my food customers happy. You just need to get up there and play, You know, all recognizable stuff.
1: And and that's why we try to position the original music in between the covers. So we're we're not playing, uh, you know, for example, four or five or six uh, original songs in a row. So, yeah.
0: You do play a Genesis song I saw on the list, which is pretty cool. We do. I, I
1: can't dance.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, but, and a fun one, too. It is. That's not really... like you're doing uh, The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. People are going, what in the world? Is this must be an original. <laughs> well, yeah, originally by Genesis. <laughs> right, right, in the Phil Collin days. <laughs> <laughs> I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today here in the studio is singer-songwriter Russell Foisy. Visit his official website at www.russelfoisymusic.com. If you didn't get that, don't worry. We have a link to it on the show page of nhte.net, as I like to call the podcast for now here, this entertainment. nhte.net, there's a link to Russell's official website. Plus, of course, you can just look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of his name. Just remember to put music after his name and before the .dot .com. He is all over social media, too, as you can tell by the conversation. He's on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, We've been talking about him being ranked number one on Reverb Nation. And, of course, you'll want to go to iTunes or Amazon. Also, Google Play, CDBaby.com. These are all options where you can go to purchase his music. And be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, spelled H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there. Subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free. It makes it very easy to get the show every week when it comes out. It downloads automatically, even when you're asleep or doing something that's not downloading music or podcast. If you're a new listener to the show, thanks ever so much. And please, do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. And go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And again, I can't thank enough those who are not first-time listeners. I'm just continually grateful for all of you that are listening to the show. Amazing seeing where everyone is listening from. Uh, speaking of social media, Russell, uh, I want to go back to, we started to touch before about Concert Window. Have you done one or more shows on there yet? Is, is there one upcoming maybe?
1: You know, we have not done a show yet. Uh, I think it's just a fantastic uh, platform. Any band or artist can actually hold the show in a room or, you know, we actually practice in uh, Sound Maze Studios in, in Tarpon Springs and uh, we have a practice room there and we were thinking about doing a show. I, I think our first show may be uh, mid-September. Uh, so I think we're going to announce that here pretty soon and develop a set list specifically for, uh, for Concert Window.
0: Very good. And listeners, again, if you're hearing about Concert Window for the first time and you're going to jump on there, again, I don't endorse any particular sites on this show, but I will tell you that they do have competitors. Stageit.com is one that we've talked about a lot in the show. And, of course, you know, it, it, it does bring up the, the topic of Periscope because a lot of people are going to say, well, couldn't he just do that on Periscope? Why does he have to do it through Concert Window? Well, guess what? On Concert Window, people can tip Russell while he's performing. On Periscope, you're not going to get that opportunity. So, if you are a musician, again, it's exposure either way you look at it. But, you know, if you do want to make a, a few nickels and dimes off of it, then maybe you're better off with Concert Window or Stage It instead of Periscope.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and this is all new to me, but we just set up uh, uh, four tip levels, um, you know, based on uh, downloads or CDs or merch what have you. So uh, I'm excited for that that first opportunity to see uh, what happens. I can send links out to all my social media followers and and actually how many people log on to view the show.
0: Very cool. Uh, You mentioned that you're in the studio working on your second CD. Uh, Any details that you're able to give out at this point about that? Maybe is there a projected sort of release month i'm not going to hold you to a specific date uh, how many songs are going to be on it um any, anything of that nature
1: well i'm thinking at a release date of uh probably march of next year i've completed uh two tracks so far there's going to be uh 11 tracks altogether. together wow and um i'm going to follow the same outline as i did pretty much on the first one regarding the subject matter would be uh related to family uh real life experiences and uh current events um uh, don't like to give too much out before the sure, the release sure. but um uh, so far it, it's just there's the first two tracks really rock and <laughs> it's and cam
0: will will be on that cd absolutely yeah, cam is
1: cam is a big part he's uh, playing he's played electric guitar on both tracks so far and uh he's shredding the guitar bridge
0: <laughs> <laughs> well because we talk about uh the following topic so often on this show I even already alluded to it earlier on, and, and since you are engaged with so many different platforms, I have to wonder, have you considered trying a crowdfunding campaign at all for this next CD, and why or why not? You know, I, I haven't thought about that. Um,
1: um, I did not use crowdfunding on the previous one. That's that's something to certainly look into. Um, I, I can say I'm probably a novice in that area, and, and really I'm not too uh, too versed on the subject, but... Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Well, once again, uh, as a public service to the listeners, there are very many crowdfunding sources to choose from. So uh, don't automatically go to the first one that you find in Google. Don't automatically go to the first one that a fellow musician tells you about. Uh, We've talked on this show about a lot of different ones over a number of episodes, Uh, Kickstarter, uh, Rocket Hub, GoFundMe. There's, There's a whole bunch of them out there and And note, and, and we talked about this um, I think it was two weeks ago uh, with Natalie Jean that uh Elena told a <laughs> i'll say an interesting story, but it was actually kind of depressing to hear that this kind of thing goes on that there actually are uh charlatans <laughs> to sound old fashioned. there are people out there that do some less than honest things with crowdfunding sites. Uh, what she was explaining and uh, by the way, if you want to go back and listen to it, this was episode sixty two with Elena, she said that there were people that actually give false pledges. Uh, So all of a sudden, you know, she's got her, her, I I assume it was Kickstarter. I don't remember. Don't hold me to it. But she has this campaign going. All of a sudden sees a sizable donation come in, think, wow, boy, I'm getting really close to my goal, only to find out that uh, it was a a false pledge. And it happened twice during her campaign. So listeners do be aware uh, that that unfortunately does go on out there. That
1: is terrible.
0: Yeah, um, I guess there's always going to be certain pockets of society that can find uh, the the dark side of of all different operations.
1: I I have heard of Kickstarter and uh, GoFundMe. Uh, I I didn't actually know GoFundMe was was involved in music projects, though. Uh,
0: Russell, we're going to close today with a song of yours called I See the Light, which, uh, by the way, listeners, is the song of Russell's that I referred to back at the start of the show as currently being number two on the Independent Music Network mainstream charts. And to show you listeners how quickly it's moving up, I believe it was a week ago, Russell told me it was number four, and then today I looked, and it's up to number two. Uh, so before we let you go, Russell, tell the listeners all about this song, please. I see the light.
1: Yeah, the, this song is uh, very dear to me. Uh, it's, it's really about uh, a person's individual choice. And, uh, you know, if uh, an individual is in... Uh, pain or uh, as any any given situation they they should have the ability to make a choice and uh, the lyrics are i think
0: very clear from start to finish on uh, on the meeting very good well certainly uh thank you so much for for making the drive here today best of luck with the new cd it'll give uh, listeners a reason to stay in touch with you online to watch for for details and and of course always uh for people to watch and see when and where you're going to be performing live. So thank you, Russell. I really enjoyed the conversation today. Thank you very much, Bruce. I appreciate the opportunity. My pleasure. That will do it for this week's edition of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Russell Foise. Be sure to visit his website at www.russellfoisemusic.com and engage with him on social media. Like his Facebook page. Follow him on Twitter Subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. As I've mentioned, he's also on Reverb Nation. For that matter, tell him you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And keep up with Russell online for the things that we were just talking about, where and when he'll be playing live, and the new CD that he's working on. I mentioned just one upcoming date, September 19th. He will be playing in Orlando. Of course, do purchase his music. It's on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, cdbaby.com take your pick don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address and of course please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it give us a nice review on itunes or stitcher radio too hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating that would really help a lot if you are listening on soundcloud remember that you can like and repost episodes there And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nowhearthis.biz or send an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida, Check them out online on their great new website at www.cbpro.net. That's C-B as in crystal blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Russell Foise. This is the one he just talked about. It's called I See the Light.
2: I could fly When it's my time Peace in my mind And ever Definity I see the light Here I go I see the light I see the light Here I go who I see the light Oh Oh Stop. No more pain To look outside Sun breaks from the rain Don't ask why After life goes on I'm not afraid to die I see the light Here I go, I see the light I see the light Here I go, I see the light Oh, oh, oh Suicide Very full life Such a wild ride Lethal and jacked And humane Sound might a sound Completely sane I see the light Here I go who I see the light I see the light Here I go who I see the light Honey, be by my side Our love lasts forever Like the earth and space One last breath My time to be happy Please say goodbye I I see the light Yes, it's time I see the light Yes, it's time I see the light Yes, it's time I see the light.